You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. This is Outlandish Outcasts. I am your host, Al. With me, as always, is Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? Good. It's two I... weeks in a row. It can't be that shocking. <laughs> what? It's two weeks in a row that I introed it like that. It can't be that shocking. I wasn't you had a funny look on. You're a funny because look on I your just face. finished it. I'm like, are you even going to be able to cut that out? Like oh, you yeah. just started as like you cut me off, and I'm like, was I still going? I can cut that out, no problem. Especially if at it's the overlapping beginning. at you. At the beginning, yeah, I can just cut your mic. Overlapping at you, I can that cut your mic completely. <laughs> that made sense. <laughs> Great. So you mean you could do this solo, and it looked like it's one sided conversation completely? If I wanted to, I mean, I only cut out the parts where I'm wrong. You know. I leave oh. all the other stuff in. Oh, so we. I'm guessing I'm going to cut a lot of this episode. <laughs> where I'm wrong in. Yeah, of course. But I'm never wrong. I know, which is why I've never cut anything of either of ours because we're both always right. No, okay, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, show gets edited. it gets edited. <laughs> anyway, um, I believe you're first tonight. Would you like to kick it off? Mm. I had to swallow that first. Okay. As we all know, it's winter and I have to have my hottie toddy, mm. which is not what most people think of a hottie toddy. Mine's hot apple cider and fireball. Yuck. Mm. <laughs> not a fan. Had only, enough fireball this weekend. I only like fireball in the winter in my hot apple cider because it gives it that nice cinnamon touch. Yeah. Otherwise, I hate whiskey. Blech. I like some whiskey sometimes, but whatever. You are a whiskey drinker. I like, Crown I is like whiskey. Crown. Yeah, I like Crown. Okay. So my first story, after we're done talking about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you'll never guess who I what I have in common with Mr. Rogers. Hmm, Mr. Rogers. Uh, no, I don't have a clue. You know, it's not any of those tattoos that he has or the fact that he was in the Navy I knew like he was in the I Navy. was. He's not in the Navy. It was all a myth. Oh, was it really a myth? I've heard the myth, obviously. It's a myth. His wife verified that one. Okay. So there was an interview with his wife, Joanne Rogers, right before the movie. And one thing that she had said before okaying the movie to be done was mm-hmm. don't make him look like a saint. Okay. So, because she was worried about that because he did a lot of good. Well, yeah, of course he did. So. One of my favorite, like, speech things to watch from Congress was, like, from the 70s when he was there um, talking about how important public television was. It was a great speech that he did on the floor of Congress. And psychology for the kids Mm -hmm. who they're not able to reach otherwise outside of this. And free public TV, for sure. Um, So, yeah, educating kids on humanitarian issues Mm -hmm. it's probably why i'm such a likable person because i watched him a lot growing up um but the article i found was mr rogers thought farts were hilarious and often ripped one to amuse his wife that's good (laughs) makes him a normal person (laughs) totally makes him a normal person i could totally appreciate that (laughs) i was reading through this there's not much really to talk about it but i saw it and i'm like oh my gosh this is hilarious just because most people even at work i don't do this in public i don't do this at work but i talk about this kind of stuff constantly because it is funny yeah and of course it is. It's not like 
it's a bunch of swearing or something like that. You're just talking about bodily functions. <laughs> it's a bodily function that I was having a conversation with somebody today and they were discussing pictures that were being taken of us on over the weekend. And she said, well, every time they took a picture and said, smile, I'd just say I farted. And some of the times I did. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same person that used to sit next to me too? Yes. Same I, person. Figured, <laughs> I figured. I <laughs> figured. This is why I love her. <laughs> so, um, but one of the things that said in here, um, like with his fame, they went to a lot of events, which could be sometimes a snooze fest is how his wife described it. Okay. Um, and she said, sometimes Fred had a quirky way of keeping things interesting. He would just raise one cheek and he would look <laughs> at me and smile. And I read that and I'm like, Oh my God, That's I do hilarious. that to Al all that the time. Like I'll just smile. I don't raise a cheek, mm-hmm. but I'll look at you and I'll either start giggling or smiling. And you know exactly what I did yes. too. That's that's amazing. So I thought I thought that was just funny. So I had to bring that up because I think it's I funny, you know, obviously it. I've heard the the you know, obviously not true, you know, was in the navy, all these other things, was a CIA spy. I heard from one report that he was a horrible rude person and a horrible neighbor and he swore a lot. You know, you I hear heard all that. kinds of things. Well, that's kind of where we're even in here. I was like reading through this. I'm like, oh my God, we even made the article. Some of the most outlandish rumors attached to <laughs> Rogers <laughs> included, there we go. included that he was formerly a sniper of the Navy and that he covered up his arms with trademark sweaters to hide his tattoos. Hmm. And his wife said, none of that is true. Yeah. I would believe so. his wife before I'd believe whatever person sorry, told me at another point in if time. If farting was his way of being funny, I, I don't believe any of that other stuff. Farts are funny. Although I do have Always tattoos. <laughs> but and I swear a lot. He might have swore. Who knows? Who knows? Who, who knows? I'm sure he I'm sure he was somewhat of a normal guy who had just He just really liked fart jokes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at with that at all. Nope. Cool, cool. So that was a little bit on Mr. Rogers. That is really cool. Cool. I have a question for you. I think I've asked you this question in the past. Oh great. It's not a very important question. Everything's important. What are you talking but about? Everybody, and you may be one of the few people who, I can't remember. No, I'm sure you have to have. Everybody I know that's my age or around my age or a little older, maybe even quite a bit older. Maybe like almost 20 years younger and you and you're with them. Yeah. Okay. Saw the movie, The Titanic. Yes. You saw Titanic. Yes. I'm one of the very few people who haven't. What? I know. Are you really surprised? I'm not a movie person. But it's. It was the biggest movie when it came out. I know it was all over. And we were in over. high school. Or weren't we in high school? I was, a, sen- I was a senior in high school I when it came out. I figured you would have went out with your girlfriend at the time. Um, actually, to tell you the truth, her opinion on it was, didn't the boat just sink? So we didn't go see it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you two were a match made in heaven. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. We're together now. But anyway. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> anyway. So reading reading the story didn't maybe didn't have as much effect on me until I started thinking about it and feeling really bad for somebody. You felt bad for somebody? William Murdoch. He was the um 
Wasn't he the captain? He wasn't the captain, but he was one of the officers in charge. Okay. So he wasn't the actual captain. He was but like he was third in line, fourth up in line, in something like line that. There. Um, not I me mean, not having seen the Titanic. All I can go off of is what I've read. But from what I've read in the movie, it very depicted him as a not a very good person, and he ends up shooting people and killing himself towards the end of the movie as the boat's sinking. But any movie is going to dramatize anything. Oh, of course they are. Of course they are. And two, they really... That could have happened. Nobody really knows. But there were, like... Survivors actually witnessed something like that? Yes, a lot of them. Even 96 people testified in a Senate inquiry that were witnesses fr- that he was on the life raft. people? No, nobody <laughs> saw <laughs> That's him what shoot I'm anybody. Saying. Every account... It could have happened, though. Every account has him being the one responsible for getting 310 people on that side of the boat into lifeboats and living and surviving. But the movie needed a bad guy. No, he didn't live. Well, he, he maybe after organized he got everybody got in there, he went mad and went, oh, I'm going to die. I, so. don't, I, I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Nobody will really know. But according to the officer right above him, testified at the senate hearing that he saw he saw murdoch right at the end get the last person on and watch the boat go down there were gunshots prior to this the gunshots were to try to calm the crowd i don't know how that works but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> pay attention bang but they were shot at the water not at anybody to try to get people's attention and get them you know this way this way to get on the boat type thing you know getting their attention I just kind of felt bad. I'm like, this guy, without... I mean, there's been eight different movies on the Titanic. This is the only movie that featured him as a bad guy, I guess you could say. It's Hollywood. They have to dramatize something. But this is the movie the world saw. This is how the world like thinks of the Titanic. Like, they knew that was going to be the way it was going to no, be. No, of course they didn't know it. Um, James Cameron, the uh, director of Titanic, did apologize afterwards and donated five thousand dollars to a that's it charity for his cause that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> wait how many millions of dollars uh, did the movie make at the time it was the highest grossing movie of all time that's been surpassed now Pathetic. but yeah exactly just exactly. saying so just saying i just hope that somewhere in history william murdoch does not go down as a bad guy because no, they just need to make another movie guy. They could do a sequel. The Titanic <laughs> 2. The Zombies Rose. <laughs> Risen. Rose. Whatever. Anyway, that is just a short little story about the Titanic, a movie I never saw, and a guy who I think got a bum rap in history. You wouldn't have even known that watching it, though, because I didn't even know who he was watching that. See, I didn't know. I didn't know how prominent it was because I never saw the movie, so... Yeah, when you're a young teenage girl, though, and you're watching it, and you're just like, oh, Rose, <laughs> you could get somebody much better looking than Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Some girls might kill me for saying something like that, but he was not my type. I was mm. like, he was too scrawny. <laughs> so, good story, though. Okay. It wasn't sad and depressing. I'm very proud of you. It wasn't sad and depressing. No, I'm actually... I actually don't think I'm sad and depressing bring, at all tonight. I'm glad you didn't bring a De- Desi okay. Downer to the My second table. story could be taken as sad great, and depressing. Great, great. Get away from the sad shit. <laughs> it's not sad. It's interesting. Well, that was interesting. But bring interesting stuff that's not so sad. Okay, well, okay. I'll try. 
I, I challenge you. This, this is your one challenge. Wasn't sad. I was even actually thousands of people died <laughs> in my first story. We weren't talking about that. <laughs> and it's like I'm desensitized from Titanic who's we talked about that since I've been a little girl. It's yeah, like the true. Black Plague and stuff like that too. Little desensitized. So if I talk about like something like puppies kind dying of bad happening to somebody McLaughlin but nobody dies nobody gets in the hurt background okay. and puppies are all hurt and stuff yeah i'm gonna cry because it's happening now okay well what my puppies n- are left on the street and they're all looking sick and sad and homeless <laughs> my second story of sadness is not happening or now. even third world nobody countries gets sick. don't get me wrong it's nobody just not animals killed. it's people too what is your story <laughs> Okay, so remember the thing where I had you circle? Yeah, that I little just pictures guessed on most of them. I was Which, like positive on like maybe one. Are we able to post two links for one of my stories? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, so because the thing, it's like it's one of those bait trap, click bait trap things. You were doing research and clicked on some clickbait, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was actually on Facebook came oh, across okay. it because you know how sometimes stuff will pop up in your feed? Yeah. And you're like, and the headline caught my attention because I knew what it was. I know you know what it was because okay. we have talked about this. I've showed you a video on it. I'm like, oh my God, could you imagine if this is really real? Like, ah. Uh. So, but I came across it, I grabbed that link, went back to it, and then I found a story to kind of break it down to scientifically scientifically break it down in a different perspective, different level of things, okay. um, and all the different theories that are wrapped up behind it. So it's not just the one perspective that me and you watch together. Mm-hmm. So... The Mandela effect. Mandela effect. I love the Mandela effect. So that's what my story is on. And all the different theories mm-hmm. and conclusions and stuff. The one that we watched was of the the young kid. He was talking about parallel universes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the most pop-out thing was the whole magic mirror on the wall. Mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. I know it is, but shut up. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Apparently, I crossed over on the universe. So, the first one you had was, is that Henry V? I have no idea. I, I didn't know who remember. it was, so I just There was one. no cheat sheet. That was just my little thing, making it look like I was quizzing you again. <laughs> I had to throw you off track a mm. little. Um, I think it's Henry V with the turkey leg, and then one with the real picture. Mm-hmm. So, everything on here that's real is on the right-hand side. Okay. So the turkey leg isn't real. A lot of people okay. remember the portrait I didn't with the turkey know it leg. All. Looney Tunes is not T O O N. It's T U N. That's weird. I guess I've never looked at that. I guess it is though. You circled the right one. I knew one there was Monopoly. no monocle. I knew we didn't have a monocle. I thought Jeffy it was obvious. Or Jeff. Well, some people get it mixed up from what I was reading between Skippy and oh, Jeffy there was a because Skippy they, peanut butter. Yep. Because yep. they yeah. And then Curious George had no tail, so you circled the right one. No idea. But you circled the right one. Pokemon. I even saw that too with Pikachu, where yeah. the black tip. I, I thought for Pikachu, sure it was black tip. Nope, no oh. black tip. It's I never really played a Pokemon yellow. game, so I don't know. So we'll have this link up though, and you'll have to search through it yeah. though. Uh, Fruit of Lo- Fruit of the Loom um, has like the little Thanksgiving yeah, basket it behind it, it, it and then just the fruit. This and is a this dead giveaway. I knew that one right away. Okay. I've always thought but his leg looked there, funny. <laughs> most Star Wars fanatics do not get uh, C-3PO CB- has a silver leg. I'm not it's, a Star Wars fanatic, like as the, you can tell. From his CB- knee down, bleh, bleh. 
From his knee down, it's silver. Always has been. So you got that right. You also got the Berenstein Bears right. That one was I in remember, that video. I remember this, though. Even still, I was yep. all confused. And then double stuff, it's actually with one F. Stuff in double stuffed Oreos is one F. So huh? stuff, S-T-U-F-F or huh. S-T-U-F. It's actually S-T-U-F. It's spelled. One F. It's just double stuff. <laughs> cool. Not double stuff. Mm-hmm. That yeah, some of those I, were, I was okay with. Some of them I had no There were some I would have pulled off, but they didn't have the pictures like that. They were just kind of... Yeah. The only one I was absolutely positive was C-3PO. It's the only one. Which is funny because even on there, they said even a lot of Star Star Wars gurus got that wrong. Yeah. So. I mean, none of the action figures are like that or, you know, it's just in the movies. You know, that's it. So. And maybe that's, that's why though. Yeah. But the Mandela effect, just to kind of briefly go through this, is a collection of mis- remembering of a fact or event uh various theories have been uh, proposed to explain what causes it and more sensible than others um psychologists call it a phenomena and this is one of the common theories that are out there explanations mm-hmm. but um what i found on snoops is where snopes. snopes i call it snoops um psychologists call the phenomenon um, confabulation. The term is used clinically to refer to memory defects experienced by patients with brain damage and also to describe every phenomena like embellishing the truth when re-encountering events and inventing facts on the fly to fill in gaps in memory. Hmm. So, and then somebody, what was her name? Do, 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 do. I'm looking here, I'm looking here. Fiona Brome. She was the one that came up with the term Mandela effect. Okay. Um, as a paranormal consultant is what she is. She <clears throat> had written on her website the, that she first became aware of the phenomena after discovering that she shared a particular false memory of the South African human rights activist and Nelson president Mandela. Nelson Mandela died yep. in prison during the 1980s, and he actually died in 2013. Yep. There's a so, lot of people think they remember him dying in the 80s. And then it was Billy Graham is another one. He just recently died, but people thought he had died earlier. Mm-hmm. And they think he might be thinking of like his wife or when he retired. Okay. And that then, makes sense that you'd kind of cross that in your head if it wasn't really important to you for sure. Henry VIII was holding a turkey leg. <laughs> and then McDonald's. Some people believe it was McDonald's. And my thought when I first read it, I'll tell you what the other theory is on it. Okay. Remember back in the 80s with the moon and they were singing Mac, that song you like, the gangster song where it was the, but it was the moon and he was playing the piano and he was spinning in a circle and it's like. I have no, oh, Mac the Knife. Mac the Knife, but the moon was singing mcdonald's oh well it might be where that some of and that comes i was from. like yeah. i wonder if that's where that came from because it was be. mcdonald's tonight um but also the original owner's name was actually and i mean um dick mcdonald mm-hmm. and i mean but it's always been called mcdonald's my favorite sandwich at mcdonald's is a big mac m-a-c or that maybe that's where it comes from um, but yeah, some of the theories, parallel universe, virtual realities, glitch in 
is in your memory, not the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some common explanations, though, is misinformation effect. Um, It's more or less when you you sway from the actual memory itself just because, like, let's say you're four years old. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of things when I'm four. I know they're even foggy memories. Oh, like yeah. some of them, I'm like, was that a dream? And then somebody starts talking about, well, I was even bringing up mm-hmm. the eight millimeter mm-hmm. things. And I thought that was a dream for the longest time until I saw it on an eight millimeter. I'm yep. like, I actually remember that vaguely, but I remember it. Um, another one that would make a lot of sense, confirmation bias, the tendency to search for, interpret or recall yep. information in a way that confirms one's beliefs um misattribute uh miss (laughs) no i can't even say it misattribution of memory when information is retained in memory but the source of the memory is forgotten Mm -hmm. so you don't know how you learned it but you learned it um makes sense cryptonesia cryptonesia okay a form of misattribute I'm, why can't I get that word right? I don't know. Misattribution, where a memory is mistaken for imagination because there is no subject, subjective experience of it being in a memory. Hmm. So it wasn't your... Yeah. So I guess like secondhand hearing it would be my thought on that. Yeah, that, um, that makes sense. Misconception. Facts cannot change. However, they can be revealed to be untrue or non-factual. Unfortunately for us, our brain is not always built to accept new ideas and new facts. That's for sure. So false memory. False memory is the psychological phenomenon which a person recalls a memory that did not actually occur. Um, it's often cited with and has strong... Um, connotation with some type of trauma and then cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance um it's one of the main causes for so many people to be so resistant to the evidence of the ideas contrary to their beliefs and memory so that's mm-hmm. almost like the bias yep. the confirmation very bias. Similar. um confabulation is a disturbance of memory which produces fabrication, disoriated, or misinterpreted memories about the world without the explicit or conscious intention to deceive others. So they're generally extremely confident in their recollections and will typically resist any contradicting evidence. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the theories that are out there, explanations. But they even said when I was reading through that, um, the theories and explanations on actual Mandela effects, um, it, it's not hard explanation on all of the given subjects. Mm-hmm. I do say if, you know, if you got a little extra time and you're looking to be looking wowed for something, looking to be wowed, like jaw just, just go to YouTube, type in Mandela effect and watch some videos. And it's like, no way. There's no way like that's right. There's no boy, way. The 11 year old boy who's talking about it, I think was the one that wowed me the most because yeah. he's so young and he's so into it too. It was yeah. just like, oh my gosh. That's really, the one really where cool. I was like, you have to watch this. Really cool topic and subject. I've always so. been interested in. 
All right. From cool science to some more science. I love science. And some history. <gasps> science, I love science. Okay, not so much we're not science, is it still the brain? We're gonna no, we're gonna talk about artificial insemination. That's health and biology. <laughs> that's part of science. That's not that's <laughs> health and biology. Biology is a science class. I know, but that's not the that's not the brain. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, otherwise referred I'm, to as assisted reproductive technologies or art. Well, my last one's about reproduction too, so interesting. Of course, very interesting. Um, as of 2013, uh, there are about 500 clinics across the country that um, participate in art. Art? Um, yeah. So. I draw. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that kind of art. Uh, the first physician to take take a crack at it like systematically medically not just somebody in a backwoods somewhere you know not some doctor who has about a hundred and some odd kids out there exactly was okay. um marion j marion sims uh he founded a women's hospital in new york um devoted this hospital is devoted solely to women's health in the 1800s um he was known for experimenting on slaves and stuff like that so he doesn't have the greatest reputation and he never successfully had an artificial insemination come to birth. He had nine women who tried, only one got pregnant, and that one was a miscarriage. Did he use a turkey baster? Uh, his his biggest problem was he didn't think he needed to monitor women's um, cycles and things like that. Oh, those poor slaves. So, yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> throwing it out there. Anyway, a couple of years after his death... The, the doctor who um, first performed, who actually performed the first artificial insemination, uh, had his had his opportunity. Um, he uh, it, it all started with a family. Uh, a woman came in. She really wants to give uh, give birth. She's thirty one years old. This is in eighteen eighty four. His doctor's name is Pancoasts. Pancoast is his name. Um. He initially assumed the problem was with the woman's fertility, but after numerous exams, uh, he ultimately concluded the issue was actually her husband's low sperm count. Huh. Um, Did the they husband, tell her to do the upsuck method? The husband, who was a 41-year-old <laughs> wealthy merchant from Philadelphia, uh, came in for an examination of his own, uh, and the doctor uh, determined that uh, it was a previous gonorrhea infection had given him a very low, a very low sperm count, and his sperm just wasn't very active. Um, they tr still tried to do the artificial insemination, and it wasn't working. Um, they had a, a number of uh, times where they took a crack at it, and it, it just never took. Um, finally, he realized, you know, this 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 man's sperm isn't going to work. So, the so he called the wife and had her come in for one final examination. So we're going to try one last time. She became pregnant. Had a healthy baby boy. Aw, was it his? Right after the baby boy was born, the doctor finally told just the father, that's not your kid. It's one of my medical students. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh, it, there was six medical students in the room during the insemination the doctor picked the most handsomest medical student to provide yeah, a sample. According to him. According to him. Um, the mother was never told. 
They should have picked somebody who resembled both, dad the most. Both the doctor and the father decided it was best for the mother not to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she was never told and it didn't come out until many years later. Uh, I believe the, mo- the mother had passed away and the medical student whose sperm it was wrote a book about it. <laughs> His name was uh, Addison Davis and he wrote a book about the experience. Oh my God. Being involved in the first ever medically recorded artificial insemination. It was my child, and and I only could watch him from a distance. (laughs) I would sit and watch him play at the playground. So, you know, there's my child. This is something, you know, and this is is a procedure that's fairly common today. It's like 11% of women try through artificial insemination at some point in their life. That's a lot. It's a pretty high number, and it's amazing that, you know, 100. 30 years ago was the first time it successfully happened and it wasn't even the kid that the mother fought or the father wasn't even the father. Hey, it worked. It did. It worked. And you know, I'm sure they had a, a lovely family and loved their child no matter what. I kind of feel bad for the dad. Well, I feel I'm bad for the dad thinking, because he had to know. I wish the doc, if the doctor wasn't going to tell any, wouldn't tell the mom, don't tell the dad either. Would he even treat it like it was his own? He did. He raised it. Well, yeah, but he raised him. knowing it wasn't his child, some men are like, it's not even my kid. Well, I know. That's why he probably shouldn't have told the dad just in case. That's oh, what God. I was even thinking. Like, mom, <laughs> it's hers regardless. Yeah, so it's definitely her why child. Why wouldn't you just tell mom that? Because yeah. women are, when they want to keep a secret, are really good at keeping secrets. Yeah. Well, this was 1884. Women were fragile then. Not really. Not really. But, you know, we didn't let them vote. So we weren't going to give them a lot of power. Eventually, we tore you down. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely agree. You don't have to agree. I just had to say it. I mean, I think of women getting the right to vote as being the most amazing thing politically I've ever seen accomplished Al, in the world. You're, you're going way too far into this. No, I, just, I, I was just, only messing with you. It's just one comment. Can you imagine a group of people who don't have the right to vote Fighting hard enough to get the right to vote. That's just amazing. That's why mom didn't get told that that it was why. not dad's baby. It is why. All right. Well, that is my story on artificial insemination. Woohoo! Go! I can't even say AI anymore. Artificial intelligence? <laughs> okay. So they're both AIs? No, this is actually art. Oh, art. You did say that, and I was talking yeah. about drawing. That's right. Go Art. <laughs> I went to school with a kid named Art. That was kind of creepy. He was born the day after Art, me. Art was creepy? That's not very nice. Well, if he founded artificial insemination, it kind of is being he's one day younger than me. You're really old then. <laughs> Did you want it? die today (laughs) no no thank you i'm really old good one alan okay so being you were talking about sperm and all that fun stuff okay um i was actually talking arguing with one of my coworkers. um they were saying how identical twins are always the same sex and i said no they're not very rare but mm-hmm. it does happen where identical twins are a boy and a girl well we're both wrong okay i have no idea semi-identical twins oh 
I remember learning about this, and I don't even remember where. Oh, look. It's the Mandela effect. (gasps) So, anyways. um, First set that were put on record, Mm -hmm. and they were actually able to, like, witness it, I guess, is if you want to call it. I don't. Okay. I'll get through it to that, is the first set of Sisquizgotic or semi-identical twins have been identified in Australia. And that was this year, actually, that it happened. Holy cow. So the first set that have been on record, and we know this has happened previously, just because you know it's a very rare thing to happen, but it does happen. But in 2006 in the U.S., there was another set. So, But these are the only two that are documented. Yeah, I can imagine there were... Many, probably, uh, you know, I'm not um, saying a lot, but I'm saying there were, I, I can imagine there were others and people were just like, oh, they just look alike. I know people, you know, that shared a placenta that are a boy girl. Yeah. But nothing was ever said because science. Yeah. Well, science isn't always right either. And then we get more advanced mm-hmm. and we learn more yep. than we originally thought on how it was. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you see the twins where they're fraternal and one's black and one's white because mm-hmm. of ancestry and stuff like that. Yep. So it, it, happens. it happens. It's rare, but it happens. It happens. You have the conjoined twins, like so many things that are like being discovered because we have more technology to discover things than ever before. Mm-hmm. So 10 years ago, we didn't have the advantages that we have now. Yep. And it's only going to get better and better and we're going to learn more and more. Of course. With more technology to come. I love technology. I know. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, but the most common type, as most of us know, are the non-identical twins of the fraternal twins, where it's two eggs, two mm-hmm. sperm. Um, and then the identical twins are less common. One egg, one sperm, it splits. splits. And then the semi-twins is two sperm, one egg. Oh, okay. Which never, according to science prior, happened. It wasn't possible. (laughs) But when you have one placenta and they're in the same sack, Mm -hmm. they're identical. Yeah. But they're not identical because one's a boy and one's One's a girl. girl. So how do you explain that? I don't have an explanation. The theory on that is... Two sperm, one egg. Two sperm, egg. one egg. They that can't would make, prove that. That would make sense, but I guess. It, it, to me, it makes sense, too. But that's the theory that they're coming with. But when they did the DNA testing on them, mm-hmm. mom's side matched, identical. Dad's side, like they were siblings. Hmm. So they were not identical on the so dad's side. So they're identical side. on the mom's so side, not on the dad's side. they're half identical, make, yep. semi-identical twins. Okay. So... Then... They did the DNA testing. These are the only twins that they've done. Well, there were the two twins that they've done the DNA testing on to prove that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there are probably others out I'm, there that probably. they've never done. Never done but the testing. But with 23andMe, you just or... never know. And with 23andMe, they're learning so much too because there true. are twins that don't even have the same DNA. Yep. And there, there's even a girl that was discovered that had... Um, two sets of chromosomes. She was an identical twin, but her twin was born inside her. Cool. So that's how they discovered she had two sets of chromosomes. Wow. 
So I'm wondering if there's also a bunch, not a bunch, but a number of incidents like this where they are the semi-identical, but they came out the same gender, so there was never, you know... I I was even saying when I was arguing at work, I said, I grew up next door to a set of twins. They were girls. Mm-hmm. They looked nothing alike. They were they were cer- similar characteristics. Yeah. But you could tell them apart. There yeah. was no questioning which one was Beth and which one was Bonnie. I'm sorry, Beth and Bonnie, if you ever hear this. <laughs> but you know who you are. They don't look identical, but yeah. they were identical twins. They were not fraternal twins. They mm-hmm. were identical twins. Hmm. And I'm like, Crazy. but they don't even look like, I remember like sitting there going, they don't, I, they didn't look That's alike. What, I'd be like, <laughs> do we both have the same definition of identical? <laughs> well, I was like, we live next door to them. And I know I was under the age of five, we went to school with them until we moved, mm-hmm. but throughout life, like I'm friends with one of the twins on Facebook yeah, and I'm just like, to this day, they look nothing alike. You can totally depict them apart. There's <laughs> just like throughout child, we have pictures of them from childhood and it's like, they were identical twins. The doctor said they are identical twins. One placenta, one sack. Hmm. Maybe they were separate sex, but one placenta. Yeah. And it was just like, that's identical. Hmm. Why do they look so different? So I really think they were a case. I really think they were probably that. It's just, we don't with science. It's always, this is how it is. You have a little bit to Mm -hmm. back you up, but at some point that theory is going to be proven wrong because more science comes in down the road and it, it's like, hey, we've found more information to say, hey, this isn't true. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. nice thing about science. It's always changing, even though it's, these are the facts. The facts can still change. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's cool. That is really cool. So I had to bring that up because that argument was like three weeks ago. And I'm like, <laughs> just I'm just going to do a little more research on this one before I bring it to the show to make sure I have all my facts yeah. and ducks in a row because... Yeah. All right. Well, we've had some science. We've had some history. It's time for some English. Ew. Okay. <clears throat> and if gonna... you would like to leave any comments, please come to <laughs> no, Facebook. No, no, no. What? English? Yes, English. We're doing I English. I don't want to talk about... This I is a very know. short, very there, short. There, there, and there. We're not talking about those words. I'm going to read a little paragraph here. It's going to be very difficult for me to read, but I'm going to read it anyway. I bet I could read it off like nothing. Um, you'd probably be really good at reading this paragraph, to tell you the truth. But L- let me you'll find out first. why. It's, no, no. It, it will give the whole it, thing away. But then you're going to think it's all from memory. No. Mandela effect. The bells chimed. Dong, dang, ding. Don't dally daily thinking about it. You probably felt... It's a bunch of nursery rhymes put together. One of the offending, offend, offending phrases zagzig through your gut with the intensity of a pong ping ball. Who in their right mind says dong, dang, ding? Everyone knows it's ding, dang, dong. Ding, ding, dong. Why? Because it's actually a secret, not really secret, English language rule. Pig that Latin? you don't even need to know, but you always use. What? There is nothing grammatically wrong with calling your mom for a quick chat chit. 
But nobody says that. They say chit-chat. I talk backwards all the time. Yes, but everybody looks at you funny. (laughs) Not everybody. Well, whatever. We just discussed this with my whole grandma down there. There's Hortonese, apparently, that my whole mom's side of the family speaks. There's nothing wrong with listening to hop-hip music. Is this word dyslexia? No, it's not word dyslexia. It is called ablot, ablot reduplication. It's actually a formula in the English language. And it refers, refers to phrases like bye-bye, cuckoo, nay-nay. Nay-nay. Sorry. And other phrases like tick-tock, riff-raff, and spit-spot as Mary Poppins would have approved. Spit pot. Spit spot. <laughs> if the rule is, if there are three if there are three words in order, it has to go the vowels have to go i a and then o. If there are two words, the first is an i and the second is either an a or an o. And it happens in many examples like chit chat, clip clop, crisscross. Uh, dilly dally, ding dong, fiddle faddle, flim flam, flip flop, hip hop, jibber jatter, no. jingle jangle, king kong, knick knack, mishmash, ping pong, pitter patter, riff raff, sing song, splish splash, tick tack, tick tock, tick tick top, and zigzag are just some examples. Ding ding dong, ring a ling, ding ding dong. The I and then an O. No. I and then an O. Ding ding dong. You, if you're saying the same word twice, you can only count one of oh, the words. Oh, so duplicates are okay? Yes, duplicates are okay. But if you're changing the word, it's I and then A or O. Huh. Always. I want to read that paragraph. It is really cool. I bet I can read it fast. I'm sure you can. I bet I can read right it faster up than you. Alley. I can read it faster than you. <laughs> Tie sure me. It's not a competition. It is too. It just became a top competition right now. Of course right now, because I wasn't competing, so now you're going to beat me and go fast. <laughs> That's when it became a competition. Do you see my facial expression? Uh, no. You should have <laughs> knew this was a facial expression the moment I said I bet I could read that faster. Why? I'm not I said that about while it. you were reading it. So? <laughs> I'm putting on a podcast, not trying to race through a sentence. <laughs> but it could be a tongue twister. Where where did the sentence start? Somewhere up there, I don't know. Right there. This is the beginning of it? Mm-hmm. And I have I to write, read all like the don'ts, that's think what, about it? That's what I read. The bells chime, dong, dang, ding. Don't dally dilly. Think about it. I don't want to say think about it. You probably felt the uh, blah, blah, zigzag through your gut, the intensity of the pong ping ball. See, I'm good at this. You just Dong, skipped ding, a bunch ding. of words and said blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that doesn't count. But those aren't even the words. That was it's a part sentence. of the sentence. It makes the whole sentence structure makes the whole thing make sense. It's not just saying words. At the end of the story, it I'm goes through all the, the words. I'm talking about the three words through. in the row because they don't sound like they're supposed to go like that. When you were saying them, I'm like, that's not how they should be said. I know, and that's exactly how they all are in, like the, fir- the, flop in the beginning. Like the flop flipped? Yeah. Hop tip? It's, all, it's always flop flip. Hip hop. Chat chit? Chit chat. Chit chat. Chit chat. The, the second page has all the ones I read at the end, which are right. Those are the ones done the right way. Or maybe I put the page over here. Why know, did right this here. say chat chit? The f- first start of the paragraph is being funny, showing you how weird it sounds if oh, you say I'm wrong. Now I get it. That's showing you how, how strange it is to say things wrong. Crisscross will make you. Jump, jump. 
Jim, jump. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. Anyway, if uh, you have any stories you'd like us to, to talk about, or if you'd like to make any comments on the stories we presented here today. Just know I like science. Send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Or you can come to our Facebook page at Outlandish Outcast Podcasts and like our page. You can also like our post, share, share our page. Share, share, share. <laughs> or you can come to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast and like or, us there or follow us there, actually. Or Twitter at Outlandish Casts. I think that's it for this week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.